Okay, so we are officially live, and I have a two computer set up now, so I can see what's going on on this side. I can actually see us. All right, we actually are live. Hello, Hi. everyone. Hello. Uh, <laughs> there's already comments, Michelle, about how amazing you are. <laughs> People remember you from the first interview that we did a couple of weeks back in the first Clutter Boot Camp. So everyone, welcome to Ask Jess. This is my weekly video podcast. And one question that I get all the time over and over and over again is how do I deal with the emotional side of clutter and the emotional clutter? Emotions and clutter are so tied together. They just go hand in hand. So I have with me the amazing Michelle Ballou Amari. <laughs> and Michelle is one of my original clutter bosses. I have worked with her for years now. Um, and I am so excited to actually call you a clutter boss, Michelle. We didn't use the term clutter <laughs> boss when we were working together, but we do now. <laughs> I love it. So Michelle, can you just introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about your journey with clutter and emotional clutter? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Jess, for having me here. First thing I'm going to say right off the bat is I'm a clutter boss that still has clutter. <laughs> you guys, it's a process. There's no done. So don't worry. Like, just take being done off your to-do list. There's no done. Life is ongoing, whether it's emotional clutter, physical clutter, all of it. So I still have some clutter to deal with, and it's okay. Like, it's a process, and it's a journey. What we're doing is we're deepening the process, and all of you have experience with decluttering, and you started something called you to say, I want something to be different in my life. This is not working for me anymore, and you've got to hold a jest, and you've started the journey, and you've started the process. Amazing. That's Amazing. the hardest part, I think, is getting started, right? Admitting yeah. that you need help because there's so much clutter around getting help with clutter, right? It's not an easy <laughs> thing to say, I need help. So just mm -hmm. being here is like the most difficult and most important first step. So thank you guys for showing up. <laughs> Yeah. And the next part is to really accept that this is a process and letting that rhythm and letting that process unfold for you is okay. And there's going to be times when there's a lot of motivation and movement, and there's going to be times where we sit back. And some of you may be finding this time right now to be a time where there's a lot of motivation and a lot of impetus to get a lot done. Awesome. Ride that wave. And some of you may be experiencing this time where like, oh, I need to rest. Like, I need to evaluate. And great. There's a recalibration process that happens as you go from step to step to layer to layer. You will recalibrate. You will reassess. And I want to put in there, celebrate the work <laughs> you've done. Because that is also a wave that's on the other side of the circle and it's really important. And I know in my own life, I have a hard time slowing down to do that enough. So I wanna celebrate you all in whatever part of the wave you're in, it's all good. I'm and gonna so, throw in, Michelle, I'm gonna interrupt you and just throw in, recognize yeah. your success, recognize how far you have come. Even if you have not touched one bit of your physical clutter, if you are changing your mindset, which is what Michelle is going to talk about a little bit today, I think. I actually have no idea what Michelle's going to talk about, but <laughs> I bet she's going to touch on this. Um, if you are shifting your mindset and dealing with that emotional clutter, that is a win. That is a success, and that should be celebrated. I know so many times, and this comes up in Clutter Boss Academy all the time, people feel like they have not made progress, yet they've been showing up. They've been looking at the stuff in their house differently. They've been making different buying decisions or yep. even rethinking their buying decisions. So recognize your successes for what they are. Please, please. Absolutely. That's huge. All of that is huge. And if you're here wanting to know about emotional clutter, then you've made tremendous progress because most of us don't start at the emotional level because why? 
It hurts a little bit. It's a little scary. There's anxiety. There's emotion. And most of us have a hard time understanding even what the heck that means or how to declutter it, how to make sense of it. How come when I go to move this certain thing off my counter, I want to cry? Or how come when I try to unload my dresser, I feel like anger and rage when I look at this particular item? They are linked. We have an emotional life. However, you may be noticing that some of what you're experiencing is from the past. Some of the emotion, some of the feelings that you're having around your items in your home as you're moving them, decluttering, those are linked to the past. So part of what I want to do today is help you start to declutter your emotional experience as you're decluttering your home, as you're living your life. So, yeah. you want to just go ahead and do that? Do you want to add to it? All right, I'm going to throw this one other thing in there. <laughs> sure. Okay, Michelle knows this. I have a 100% cry rate when I work with my clients. So if you have not cried yet, <laughs> you will cry, and that is a good thing. I don't want you to mess up my statistic. So <laughs> yeah. let it out. Let it flow. <laughs> yeah, and just like the physical clutter in our homes, it's stacked up right? It's layers on top of each other of various years, various life experience. So are our feelings. They are stacked up from life experience over time. And just like physical clutter, it's not your fault. We live in a culture that not only teaches us how to deal with all the things coming into our home, we live in a culture that doesn't teach us how to deal with all the emotional stimulus that we're getting constantly. And our nervous systems have a threshold. They have a cutoff point. Enough is enough, but it doesn't mean we aren't still getting it. It means it's getting pushed down necessarily, or, or we're using different methods to numb it out, to shut it out. And so that is just something that we've learned to adapt to over time because it's just a lot and we haven't really necessarily been taught the way or the skills of how to process our emotions as they come into our body. How do they get out? So if we don't know how to get them out and we don't know how to organize them, so to speak, <laughs> right. then they're going to get cluttered up. It's just how it is, just like the physical clutter. It's an ex almost an exact metaphor all clutter it's all clutter it's all clutter. yeah 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 so because I've worked with Jess for uh, years I know <laughs> a lot of her principles and I know some of the steps in the order and the process through which she takes you so I'm going to refer to that so that you really know that this is a process that you are already doing. What we're doing now is just opening another layer to it, another level of awareness around what it is you're actually doing. Because if you are decluttering your home, you are actually knocking on the door of your emotional clutter because they are, they're linked. So I'm going to interject for a second, Michelle. So Michelle talked about how we have been working together for years. Now, you guys, this is not continuously for years. Mm -hmm. This is ha as Big things have opened up in Michelle's life. She has called me and said, I am ready for the next step. And those big things have had a huge emotional component that have pushed the physical side of it, right? So that's huge. This is not all going to happen overnight. And we, don't, we shouldn't expect it to. But as you start to open up your world and open up your heart and that emotion starts to come out and that physical st stuff starts to flow out of your house, you move forward and then you say, okay, I need that lesson again. I need to start on this next area that was too hard for me to deal with it the first time around. That's why we always work from emotionally easy to emotionally difficult. All right, mm -hmm. stop interrupting. <laughs> notice right now, notice where my hands are. Just by her saying that, notice where my hands are on my body. Because this is heart-centered work, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So much love, so much compassion to those parts of you inside that are doing this work. It is not easy to unload the past it is not easy work to unload and empty our closets, metaphorically and literally. So 
just take a moment to just like put your hands on your heart and be with that. So much compassion to you. Yeah. And the reason why we start with what's first is because that's what we can do. And as you build, it's like building this muscle. It's about building safety, security, building the strength around you, the confidence you get from doing it a little bit, you get more and more and you're able to go deeper and deeper. You're able to look into the shadows and into the closets even a little further. And that's what we're just doing. As it comes up, I want to give you a couple of simple ways that you can start to make sense of what's coming up for you so that it's not just to like rip it all apart and leave you stranded or leave you a puddle on the floor. That's not what this is about. This is not trying harder. It's actually about creating a container that you can do around you so that you can take the next step forward. You can deal with the emotions that are coming out. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so I want to first, I want to, I have a couple of things I want to lead you through. So the first thing that I need to describe to you is the difference between thought and feeling and emotion. They're different. We are going to declutter them. Most of us experience them as the same. You may be looking, I'm going to use this reference of looking at something that you've pulled out of your closet. Maybe it's an old garment. Maybe it's um, something of your children's that you're not sure whether or not to get rid of. So we have a thought or a feeling, which is a thought or a memory about something, and we feel something about it. That then you may experience a sensation in your body that goes along with that feeling or thought. They're, they're separate. So with practice, you will actually be able to experience this. You may be able to do it now. If you look at an item in front of you, you may think about what it is without having an emotional response. You just, there it is. There's that item in front of me. Or you may look at something else that's a little more charged and you actually feel a sensation, you actually experience a sensation in your body. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jess? Do you have people to describe this to you? Absolutely. Yeah? Totally. Yeah. I can even show you some examples of what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to? Would that be helpful or we're good? Um, I'll, yeah. I'll just give you guys two examples. Okay. So I have a Sharpie pen, right? I feel like nothing. I don't feel anything when I hold this. This is a Sharpie pen. It exists for a purpose. There's really no emotion attached to this. And then I have up here the nicest gift I've ever received from my husband. And this is a glass jar he found buried in the woods with ferns growing in it. And he brought this home for me. Now, he is not a gift giver. But the fact that he stopped, picked it up, and brought it home for me because he knew I would love it. And I could almost start crying. It's so emotional for me to have this. Um, this is... There's a ton of emotion attached to this. And I, look, I have this on my desk and I look at it every day and there's little baby ferns starting to grow in there. Um, so anyway, the two, two totally end, opposite ends of, the, ends of the spectrum items here that Michelle Great. is kind of talking about. Awesome. That was a beautiful ex example. Now, is the feeling that you just described inherently in the bottle itself? No. Can you even close your eyes and picture that item and you still have the feeling? 100%, yes. So is, the, is that emotion you're experiencing in the bottle or in you? I actually, when I close my eyes and I don't have that in my hands, I can actually feel my husband's arms wrapped around me. Yeah. I don't need to have that item, even though I love it. I know yeah. that I can feel that. And you guys, this is something I have practiced for a long time to get to this point. This is not the first time I've gone through exercises like this, but I can actually zero in on that emotion inside of my heart and in my soul and feel it anytime. Yeah. So thank you for that. The, the emotion is not in the item. That's one thing to know. 
However, we're not using that to get rid of items. We're not. That's not the purpose of this. Right. I want you right, to keep. Right. Okay. What I want you to do is notice that the feeling is in you. And so, all of our emotion is actually in us. We may believe or experience that it's triggered by something on the outside. We may see something in the news. We may see an item. Our kid may do something. Our partner may do something. Our dog may. There's experiences of life that create emotion for us. It's not the circumstances that we're going to deal with. It's the emotion within us that we're going to deal with. So when something triggers an emotion, it takes six seconds to flood the body. And if there are clear channels, it takes 90 seconds to leave the body. How many of us have had feelings that have lasted for years? (laughs) Raise your hand. (laughs) Raise your hand. Give us a thumbs up or a hashtag or something. (laughs) (laughs) Years and years and years. (laughs) Years. They can last decades. It's not your fault. It's because we don't have the open channels out or we're making meaning of the feeling. It there. This is the major decluttering point that we get to practice here. Emotion is that sensation in your body that you get from an experience or something you see or something that happens. That actual visceral emotion is meant to be there as an inner compass of sort, as a messenger of sort. Um, It's your instinct. It's... It's your essence of what's important to you, of how you navigate life. It's your boundary system. You can break these emotions down into simple five. I'm going to give you five. Ready? Joy. Just asks all the time, does that spark joy? Does that bring you joy? What are you feeling for when she asks that? I know when she first asked me, I'm like, I don't even know, right? Okay, that's actually joy. a very, the most common response I've gotten to that question is, I cannot feel joy when I look at my stuff. That's okay. been across the board the most common thing, the most common response I've gotten. Okay, and part of that is because of the decluttering that needs to happen. So let's keep going. Joy, grief, fear, anger, and creative sexual energy. Some people have a hard time with the word sexual, so I'm also going to use the word creative. It is in our pelvic bowl, the energy in our pelvic bowl. It is our creative center. It is our sexual center. You can interchange those words based on your comfort. We all have different levels of experience with each of these emotions that come from living in the world for as long as we have, from growing up, in the environment we grew up, from the friends, from the colleagues, from life. It's nobody's fault. It's just how we've learned to navigate the world. So we have experience. We are experiential beings as human beings. We are experiential beings that have learned how to experience these emotions. Which ones are okay? Which ones are not? Which ones are accepted? Which ones are not? Which ones get us in trouble? Which ones don't? Which ones get us approval? right? We have relationship with these emotions. When you are caught up in the relationship of these emotions, it is a feeling and a thought. It's up here. The emotions themselves are pure as pure as pure can be. They come with being human. They come with being here on this planet. So I want to give you a simple way Um, to work with that in your body. But I first want to see if anyone has a question or needs clarification on what we just went over. Can you just recap it again? (laughs) Say it twice. (laughs) I'm talking about five emotions that are in your body and experience of being human. You will all have different levels of experience with each one of these, whether or not you experience them or not. They're all inherent part of your inner wisdom and compass. Joy grief, fear, anger, and sexual or creative energy. I'm typing these into the comments so everyone can can also see them. 
Just giving a pause here because emotion takes time, takes space. I don't want to say time. I want to change that to space. What you're doing by decluttering your closet and your shelves and your drawers is you're creating space. Yeah? We're doing the same thing with our emotional beings. We're creating space to allow movement, vitality, amplitude so i want to say michelle listening to you just get to this point i in my body am feeling exactly what you are saying right now that i need space to process right even just talking about emotion brings up for me the need to process the feelings that i'm feeling and i wonder if other people are experiencing the same thing yeah Probably so, Jess, which is why we're talking about decluttering that. So the only way we're do the, the, it, we need to amplify the experience of our emotion to know what we're dealing with. So if it is coming up for you, let's, let's welcome it. Okay, we're just going to welcome it if you can. Let me take you through the process since it's probably happening for others. So first, let's identify and feel the energy in your body. Emotion is emotion. It's energy in motion. E hyphen motion. Energy in motion. There's. Do you notice there? There's no judgment. There's no explanation. It's energy moving in your body, just like a bottle with ferns and a Sharpie are both items. They don't necessarily have a meaning on their own. Same thing with emotion. It's energy in your body. Okay, so let's just take a moment. If you are seated or in a place that you can have a closed eye experience. I'd like to draw your attention to your feet. Notice where your feet are on the ground, feeling the carpet or the rug or the shoe or the slipper, whatever is on your foot, underneath your foot, noticing. And now I invite you to notice your breath. I invite you to feel the energy that has started to stir in your body from this conversation. Where is it in your body? Where? See if you can identify. Just scan over from your forehead, kind of down over your jaw, your neck, your shoulders. Start to just notice, where is it? Get curious. Where is energy that I'm feeling in my body? It's an actual sensation. And just notice, if you start to notice, when you start to notice where you have energy in your body, I invite you to place your hand on that space. So for me, I tend to feel right, right at my solar plexus. You may feel your heart. You may feel your belly. A clue of where to find. We often feel energy of emotion in the center of our body. Throat, forehead, heart, solar plexus, navel. That's a clue. If you're having a hard time finding, those are clues of where energy of emotion may be felt. And just... You may put your hand there and breathe. And can you describe that energy? Perhaps tingling, perhaps swirling, sparkling, um, 
often will have an ing word because it's moving, right? Is it moving? Is it poking? Is it sharpening? What is the movement of the, can you describe it? And now with that sensation, it may actually be getting stronger because you're listening to it. Can you welcome it? With your breath, see if you can invite a breath to meet it where it is and welcome that energy you're feeling. If you're having tears come, that's okay. You can let them come too. Sometimes when we just witness and notice the energy, we start to have a response. That's okay. It may flow. It may change. And now you can ask, I invite you to ask, what is the message of this energy Is there anything it needs to say? Just listen. What are you hearing? Is there anything it needs you to do? Just listen. Get curious. You may have gotten an answer, you may not have. It's okay. This is a process of learning a language. You can jot that down if you got an answer. Or you can just hold it in your heart. These messages from your, this emotion has messages for you. It is a communication system within your body. And now if you are really feeling that energy built up, I don't want to leave you there. You may start to see a white light, like a light coming in from above. You may also start to feel it amplify from within your belly. And it starts to clear as it expands through your body. It starts to clear and move this energy. It starts to bring it all the way down, down, down towards your feet. You can, with your breath, imagine that energy right down through your feet into the ground. With your breath. You may even exhale it out. And when you're ready, at just the right time, feel your feet on the ground. Start to flutter open your eyes and see what is, again, where your hands are on your body. See where you are in the room. I'm going to come back into conversation. So your experience, I, I can't really dialogue with people, but if, if people want to um, drop any messages about what they're experiencing and I can support you, I'm happy to. Feel free to do that. Uh, there, so I do have some comments, Michelle, that I can read. I just Before we get into the comments, I, I want to share with you an interesting observation that I actually wrote it down because it came so strongly while we were doing this exercise. What Mm -hmm. I have noticed with a lot of conversations I've had with my clients is that one benefit, you might say, and it might not be the right word, but one benefit to having clutter, a lot of physical clutter in your house, is that it protects you from feeling some of these emotions because we've never been taught how to deal with the emotions. So sometimes when we clear the clutter, I hear things like, you just ripped off a Band-Aid, or you stole my security blanket, or this feels very open and scary. And I think Mm -hmm. learning this process is really an incredible tool to help you clear your clutter because you don't need to protect yourself 
from feeling the emotion now that you know how to deal with it or now that you're learning how to deal with it? So what we're protecting ourselves from is the thought and what the emotion means. Your the emotion themselves are not dangerous. It's the past experience with the emotions that have been dangerous. Does that make sense? So our job, our 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 responsibility, I, I don't know if those words are too harsh, but because you guys are in your personal development, you are now on a precipice of learning how to reparent yourself and re learn a new language, remember that your emotional being is part of who you are. What you learned about it in the past is what is scary. So as the more we cultivate presence, we will also cultivate trust with ourselves and with being with our emotion. So that's what this process, now it doesn't have to be this drawn out thing. This was even a little bit more expanded because I wanted to go slow and I'm wanting to be gentle around people maybe having feelings. But you can just do a quick check-in, quick. I do this quick. You can be like, oh, what am I experiencing? Hand, Hand on my gut, hand on my heart, breathe into it. Oh, it feels tingly, it feels... Um, it feels tingly and warm. What does it have to say? And it might just be, keep going. Or it might just be an affirmation, like, yes, you're doing a good job. It might just be a lift. It might it might not be like, oh, my God, I have to do this. No, it's these one small little things. Our bodies are just, we're waking up to a communication system within. Does that make sense, Jess? Yeah, totally. So here's a good question that came up. Um, Jenny says, I feel still, which I never do. She said that in the middle when we were, you know, feeling the swirling or whatever. So do you want to speak to that? Mm. Well, stillness is presence. So great. Amazing. Because. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So let me speak to that a little bit more. I'm just dropping into it. So Jenny also brings up a really important message which is we have a built-in nervous system that we all have survival brains, right? We all know how to survive in this world. We've been doing it for X amount of years. You, your body and your system are going to work with you so that if that you've given time for an emotion to come and you find stillness, then that's what's here right now. This doesn't have to be dramatic. And there's, let's say, a built-in container around what you can experience or what you will experience. And we can trust that inner knowing that you're not going to catapult into a place that is very, very, perhaps very harsh. And if that is happening, then it's a good, it's a good way to know that maybe you can reach out. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to other um, professional um, support people you have in your life if you need support going through this. None of us of, the, of us really do this alone, but it takes a community and support network around you to be able to really lean into these experiences. And that's why people like us are here to say, yes, we, we want to help you with that. Community crushes clutter. Say it over and over again. Um, so what is it? Community crushes clutter. It's, our, it's my little tagline for our community. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so Keely says, what if I participated wholeheartedly but didn't feel or sense anything like you described? Does that mean that I'm shut down emotionally? No. It means you don't have emotion this moment. That's okay. We're on a call on live Facebook, right? You, because we just planted, we just planted a little seed, an opportunity that when you have emotion you may have a new tool how to get curious about what it's telling you. Yeah. We all have emotional patterns. We all have habits of dealing with emotion and a lot of us have squished them down. It's okay. That's how we've learned how to survive in the world. But for vitality, for decluttering, which is what you're all having that intention to do. This is a way when emotions start coming up and you start getting curious about what is going on in there, or you feel flooded with many emotions at once, 
This is a way to center and find a nice centering process to start to open up the dialogue with yourself. Margot says, after that exercise, the words that came up were uh, relax and allow. I love that. Mm. So, so when you get messages like that, those are your power words. Those are your, you can call them power words. You can call them your, um, your elevated words, right? So you can keep a, you can keep a little tab of them somewhere because what you'll start to notice is you may start to notice you have an inner dialogue. Sometimes it's negative. As we start, often it can be negative. We have <laughs> negative loops. When we start to notice a negative loop, you could in, you could start to replace your relax and allow words in instead of how would I like to feel. So maybe that's what this exercise did for you was your inner wisdom said how you would like to feel, which is relax and allow, right? So now you can ask yourself, how would I like to feel? And you can start to embody what relax and allow feels like to you. So Michelle, what if um, somebody, so Amy says, I felt a big block in my chest, nothing swirling or tingling. It was just very sad hurtful and the tears just came. Mm. Yeah. So thank you, Amy. Did you say, mm -hmm. so thank you, Amy, for that, for having the courage to really listen to that part of your body that is telling you and showing you something that needs attention and focus. And so that's all that is, is emotion that perhaps got cluttered right in that heart center. And just by you taking a moment to uh, give it attention, one of my coaches says that healing is the application of love to the places that hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? So that's what you just did, Amy, is you applied love to a place that hurts. Mm. That is beautiful. And that is healing. So you can continue to give yourself that compassion and breathe into it and let yourself cry if you have that space because that is just energy in motion. If you start to think about the emotion, it must mean I'm this, or I mean that, or I had this happen to me when I was a kid. That's the feeling and thought from the past. What we're wanting to do is just allow space for that emotion to come. If you need to write, you may do that. That helps sometimes to get words out. So Candy says, I felt feelings of swirling and swelling in my heart. I was looking at a photo of my mom and it's, and a little lion of hers on my desk before I closed my eyes. I put my hands on my heart and then felt tears. It's a cleansing feeling now. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you are all sharing, experiencing decluttering of emotion. Pat says, my words were set it down, let it go. Those are good power words, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy mm -hmm. says, this is a kind of a question. I've been collecting things for others for years. And when I can't get to that person, I get very emotional because I know they need these things that people overlook them. So Wendy, uh, can you provide a little more context around that? But you're collecting things for others for years. And when you can't get to that person, I get very emotional because I know they need these things. All right. So maybe we'll come back to Wendy when we get a little bit more yeah. clarification on that one. Yeah. Jen, if you can't see the comments, try swiping your screen if you're on a phone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so you're all speaking. I love what you're all bringing up is curiosity to hear the questions that are coming. The question, just evidence of this question or this experience is telling us that the curiosity has been uh, awakened. 
And that is also, that, that is vitality. So you can, a, a simple question you can ask yourself, and maybe this even addresses this last question, is what else is possible? So, so you are having, I'm not sure who shared that last question, but who that, if I'm addressing that last question, you could ask, you're having an experience that you can't get to certain people and you're having emotion that is actually a feeling based on something you've decided, right? It's a feeling based on a, what you've decided needs to happen and it's not happening. I'm interpreting a bit. Um, so you could ask, what else is possible? And just opening the door to curiosity, you may start to experience a different emotion happen in your body. And then you could do the same check-in centering process. Um, so Wendy says that she keeps getting knocked out of the feed. Um, so you guys, uh, we so we only control this end of the internet. Uh, and I know when, <laughs> when I go on live videos on Facebook and I watch other people, I get knocked out too. And it's really, really frustrating um, but yeah. it's, it's, it's totally out of our control, but all of this will be replayed, you know, yeah. and, but Wendy and again, says, um, so I am just asking Wendy to expound on her last comment because it looks like sure. she's back in here now, but so, and it, you know, that can be, it can be frustrating and it's all part it of the digital world. It is frustrating and it's, it's, it's frustrating and it's also going to provide you with content to work around centering, right? So life experiences, right? She's getting a trigger that's frustrating. Amazing. Let's wish she can use that, right? We can all use that. We all get little thorns in our side from life that give us content and opportunity to get to know our experience with the world and with ourselves in the world. So people ask me all the time, how are you so calm? How are you, right? It's because I've done this practice of separating myself and my internal experience with what's going on in the outside world so that I know my own experience is mine to center with and to understand the messages of and to declutter and get clarity on. So yes, this will be recorded. And also I'm available to you if um, we can talk about how to do that. If somebody is really intrigued by this process, this is called embodiment. This is, um, there's, this is one technique. There are many. So if this isn't quite resonating with you, that's okay. Um, just for the sake of the call, we needed to, we, you know, I wanted to streamline. There's many different ways to learn who you are in this world in an embodied sense. And it's a practice just as you've been working with Jess. What I do is I work with individuals who want to discover what it is to be embodied in their life and to have this emotional stability, this emotional intelligence, and to cultivate that sense of calm and peace and um, in, the, in their life. So this isn't one time and you get it, right? Amy says I need to watch this daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I do offer, um, I am, I do have a Facebook group. I know Jess is gonna link. Um, and I'm going, I do offer and will be offering centering process right in that Facebook group. So if this is something that you feel like you do need um, and you want to practice a little bit more different ways to embody and to understand this communication system, then please come join me. Um, you can go to my business page, which is my name, Michelle Balu Amari. Um, we'll drop all of this in the comments yeah, so you guys so, can get right there. Yeah, it's a it's an ongoing process, and this is just one way in. This is one doorway in. Um, we just wanted to open up this this dialogue now with you, so that perhaps you can, as you are going through your decluttering process, even in Jess's group, to start to say what's happening for you on an emotional level, and let that be part of the dialogue. Part of our part of this new paradigm that I'm passionate about creating is this free ability, this authentic vitality of being able to express our emotions and getting the wisdom from our emotions and from our inherent being, so we can navigate this life in a different way. So, please um, in, in, invest in that dialogue and share. Michelle, do you have a couple more minutes? Because we have a couple more questions. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So. Um... So Wendy says, we're going back to Wendy here. 
Uh, Wendy says, I've been collecting for women and family shelters for several years, and now I can't get to giving them to the thrift store. Um, and, I'm, and, and then she says, putting prices on things they can't afford. So I started collecting for them and donating. Now I'm overwhelmed with things, including mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is really frustrating, so, Wendy. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So I would pose, so this is, so this may need some more direct, like the best way I could serve this is probably a little bit more one-on-one, but I, I want to, um, acknowledge that you are at first, you are noticing, um, that you'd like something to be different. So that's the first step in any process is the awareness So I want to celebrate that you are absolutely right where you need to be at that awareness stage of that you would like something to be different. And seeing that is the first step. So let's celebrate that for a moment, even if it kind of sucks right where you are. And sometimes, yeah, it sucks. And um, how would you want to feel? How do you want to feel is the question I would ask you. And then from that place, what is one small thing that you can do? It might not be the whole way you thought you were going to be able to solve this problem, but we're going to take it way back to a different spot. We're going to ask, how would you like to feel? And then when you find that in you, What is one small thing you can do from that place? And you may start to peel away and excavate the small things you can do to solve this problem. We have another, uh, there's another comment that I just want to get to because it's a very, um, it's, it's an important comment. And I, you know, uh, okay. So Shanette says, depression of losing my son is suffocating me. And Shanette, I am going to before jump in before Michelle responds this and say, uh, I really, really pray that you have a grief counselor and support around grief because that is critically, critically important to have the professional help around grief of losing a child that is absolutely crucial to your process right now. Yes. Yes. And I, and I would say to you, thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing us to see you in your grief. And we hear you that it is suffocating. And we can just be here with you in that space and honor that's exactly where you are right now. And that, yes, like Jess said, I would reiterate that some level of support will likely be necessary for you. And for many, in fact, we all, lots of us have gone through and have experienced deep um, experiences that we need help processing. This is not a, a, um, a way to fix. This is a way to see you and to start a new dialogue with yourself. And so... Um, yeah, we're holding you in that space. We're holding you. Shanette, I, I remember you from the first boot camp, and I just want to say that you have stayed in my heart and my thoughts, and I continue to send you so much love every single day. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Um, this, so this may bring up more for other people. And so this may bring up, this is an ongoing conversation. This is um, a dialogue. This is learning a new language. Um, it can be light. It can be, it can be light. It can be a way of finding lightness, even when we are experiencing deep grief or deep loss And so having a way to express out the feelings that come up could be a whole nother um, video, which I'm happy to do. And I'm, and like I said, I'm, 
and you can also start to find me in other ways that I teach ways of dealing with grief and anger and the feelings and emotions that come up in a healthy way. So yeah, so we will definitely, Michelle Baloo Amari, we will definitely put all of the links to Michelle in this, you know, in the podcast. Um, I will send it out in an email. Michelle, the name of your group that you have right now on Facebook is... Little Owl and Mama Bear. It's the cutest and name ever. <laughs> it's named after my daughter, who has always been my little owl, and she calls me Mama Bear. And it was really, um, it was really started in a in in a moment of helping a lot of women who found themselves or parents who have found themselves at home homeschooling their children. And I'm home homeschooling parent, and I heard a lot of calling for people to know how to navigate that so that is a group that has recently begun to um work on some technical some practical ways to to manage that immediate issue that's going on and then of course that ripples into parenting our children and also ripples into parenting ourselves michelle's been going live lately and just sharing messages that are so beautiful um, there's very few things that I listen to through the end on Facebook, but Michelle's messages, 100%, I listen to over and over again because they just resonate and they're exactly what I need to hear right now. And they might be exactly what you need to hear right now as well. So thank you, Michelle. Do you have anything in closing that you want to share? I just want to celebrate again that everybody who's here and everybody who's listening has taken that moment to get curious about this language of their body and what it might be like to have a different relationship with themselves. So let's celebrate that and just take a moment to like applaud yourself. And you're say, here, yeah, you're here. We're, we're growing, <laughs> we're growing and we're evolving. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm honored to be part of that journey. Thank you. We love you guys so much. I am so, this has been such a, an incredible podcast. Michelle, thank you so much for giving us your time and your wisdom. And I, I mean, it, you know, you've been such a part of my personal journey and I am so grateful that our paths crossed many years ago <laughs> because we grow, we grow together. We grow together. So thank you so mm -hmm. much, Michelle. And tune in next week for another episode of Ask Jess All Things Clutter. And I mean, all things clutter. <laughs> you guys can find all of the replays on the YouTube channel. I will put a link to everything. You can rewatch this over and over again forever and ever and get in touch with Michelle. Jennifer says your serenity is a light, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. Get in touch with Michelle or follow Michelle if you want more of this beautifulness in your life. Thank you. Bye, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.